Hello, and welcome to the uh, What Did You Think podcast, episode, episode eight. eight. Just in time to be real. So, Is it time to be real? It is time to be real. I'm going to... Wow. I'm gonna be let's, real, real quick. Yeah, let's just let's just be. We gotta be real. If you know, you know. If, if you, you know, know, you know. know. If you um, know, no. Uh, I may have forgot a little bit of the intro, and that could be because you know we may have may or may not have missed a week. All right, and Cameron, I just gotta say, let us uh, let let us control the press before the press controls us. And I know the number one question, and honestly, I can't. You can't begin to experience your guys' pain and thinking going a whole week without listening to our voices truly has to be terrible. I don't I don't so, know what I would do, honestly. I, neither neither would I. Yeah. Uh and and the reason is uh it's nothing to do with Cameron at all. There was no beef between us, no create uh mm-hmm. no creative like arguments going on. It was simply because I had mouth sores in my mouth. He, he you know, we were in fact, it, it was exactly that happened because of how much we were talking about movies. We were just too into it. You know, we're suffering from success. Right. In a way, is the story I'm going with. Um, but And I, I would agree. I would agree with that. We're back in better than ever and ever. And to make up for it, we are going to try our hardest over January and February to... I'm not going to make any specific promises, but we're going to try to really up the schedule. Um, yeah. We're posting five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. No, no. but it, it's not going to be uncommon to see two episodes in a week if we do it right. But knowing us, we probably won't. So, right. No, we have, uh, you know, February, uh, not February. Uh, these coming months, we're getting out of reward season, award season. So uh, we got the Oscars coming up. So we do have uh, some special plans there. And uh, I, I did forget to mention that this is the beginning of our new 2023 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, back better than ever. Uh, yeah, we, I hope. we had some background changes go on here. We, we had got- some some hardware changes as well. Yeah, you can hear that. We got the Fablemans, and we got uh, a reference to the movie we're talking about today is in that poster right there. Megan, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> um, you're right. No. Yeah. Well, Cameron, What's up? with us, you know, ending our 2022 season, we definitely expanded, you know, to a few countries. Our fan bases. I mean, honestly, if we were to run for office. Our, we would win the popular vote for sure, hands down. Well, yeah. Because we're I mean, fans. But, and, and I think the number one question, or not even number one question, we, uh, it's a common saying around here that we've always said, my brother Isaac, who was on the Glass Onion episode, mm-hmm. was, in fact, the number one fan of the podcast. And I myself would have to agree for a few, you know, for a few weeks of these episodes. But then someone made it clear to me and brought it to my attention uh, that, you know, also known as my wife, brought up that she thinks she is the number one fan of the What Did You Think podcast. So, Cameron, Trouble my question paradise. for you today is, who do you think the number one fan is? Well, you know, this is an interesting query uh, because there, there are definitely, you can look at this very analytically, which is what I choose to do. And Isaac, on one hand, he's watched every episode. He's been in an episode, and he is requesting to be in more. Uh, I don't know. That's some of the, and he comments on a lot of the videos, engages with other fans. He's really building a community out there in more ways than one. And um, you know, it's just he's doing a lot for the for the show. But taking all that, he's not married to one of the co-hosts, which is Sarah has that over Isaac. And it's just, it's, that's hard to beat. So the only way, uh, I'd say being on an episode and being married to one of the co-hosts are about equal, right? So, yeah. yeah. So the only way for Sarah to win is if she also marries me 
is is what I'm getting at here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And or she could be on an episode. It's really her pick. So, um, I mean, a few <laughs> things to bring up. Sarah did build this wonderful new logo that we have that you guys yep. saw and that you will continue to see. And without her, you know, I mean, she could be doing things like improving her inter- internship position. You know, she's going to school right now, so she could be, you know, trying to really just get far and advance her career in uh, digital marketing and graphic design. But instead, I asked her very nicely a few weeks ago to uh, make me a new logo in a day. And she did that. <laughs> so, and the, what you guys saw in the uh, last couple of episodes, but um, after, you know, she, she's had the pressure, but she's delivered. And mm-hmm. uh, meaning that she, I feel like she will do anything for this podcast. And I think Isaac will do anything for this podcast. So I really do think it's t- time will tell, of course, maybe by the right. end of the year, we'll might, might see one of them emerge, but I think that's definitely, uh, a competition that we need to keep our eyes on because in all know. seriousness i would uh, i do think it'd be great to have her on uh one of these days see how she works in a podcast setting uh yeah i but as ben said only time will tell to see which of these you know staples of the community come out on top right Is, are, are you guys team sarah or are you team isaac you know yeah uh let's get some hashtags going um yeah. let's see who wins yeah. Well, speaking of winning, speaking of head to head, speaking of rivalry, speaking of uh family, um sure. I, I would I think that's a good segue to our movie that we watched um this week. Uh, right. which is Avatar Avatar the Way two. of Water. The Way of Water. Uh, would you like to introduce this movie? Of to course us? I would. And again, I went into this episode knowing that I was going to be introducing the movie, which is why I already have all the information pulled up. So there's really no need to stall for time yeah. as I'm looking it up. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Avatar Way of Water was directed by James Cameron, and it stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, and Stephen Lang, among many, many others. Many, many others. Um. Well, right off the bat, Cameron, I got to say, did you like the first Avatar movie? And how long ago has it been since you've seen it? Well, it's been a long time, Ben. Uh, it, it has been quite a while, but I, as I think about it more, I do have vivid memories of watching it a lot when I was really? younger. I I think it was one of the first, like more intense movies I was allowed to watch when I was younger because it came out when I was like six and you know, there's for a PG 13 movie, there's some pretty intense warfare going on. And I guess just cause they're blue people, it doesn't really, the MPA doesn't really care, but um, you know, I still have images of soldiers getting crushed by falling debris in my mind from when I was, but a wee lad yeah. uh, nothing but fond memories. Uh, of course of yeah course. what about you ben well i saw it when it released um and that is the only time i've seen it i was nine years old uh mm. so i was i was eight years old i was eight years old when i saw it and um i did not know a thing <laughs> what i was watching <laughs> i thought it looked cool you know what i mean i right. i was not like at that age to understand it like that movie i feel like was not made for me at all when I was a kid, but I still thought it was cool. I, I just don't think with me, uh, this is not my type of thing. I'm all for franchises. I'm all for these like fantasy and world building. I think it's a lot of fun, but I think like with Lord of the Rings, I didn't watch that till I was older and like able to understand what was going on. And because I watched the fellowship when I was like 13, I love the rest of the movies that came a part of it. Even the Hobbit. I don't like any, like, you know, desolation of small. Well, I kind of like that one, but I didn't like the battle of the five arm. I, I, I was mature enough to realize that the Hobbit movies weren't like at all compared to they the weren't on the rings, right. but they were still fun to watch because it is a part of that, uh, like franchise. Same thing with star Wars. I didn't watch that till I was a bit older to actually like understand it. Whereas with this, it was, you know, marketed like crazy. This is like the biggest 3d movie ever. And you know, uh, my age, I loved anything in 3D. 
So Spy Kids three. Spy Maybe. Kids three D. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even know if I saw that in theaters, but I remember buying or uh, renting from the library the three D mm-hmm. version of the movie that came with glasses. Came with the glasses that didn't yeah. work. Um, how does but, it not work? Well, it's, I don't know. It's as simple as I could do it. I'll do it right now. Put on well, your 3D glasses, everyone in the audience. This episode has some crazy stuff going on. All for audio, audio listeners, listeners yeah. Just, just put in a red earbud and a blue earbud, <laughs> yeah. earbud and you'll know exactly what's happening. <laughs> uh, Whoa. But if if I was if uh if someone asked me, aren't you excited for the new Avatar movie? I said, I would say they're, they're making a new one. You know, it's been 13 years what? What? since the other one came out. And I I'm wasn't excited. Four more? What? <laughs> four more? I I wasn't excited. I had very low expectations for it. Um, James Cameron's a great director, and I thought the first Avatar movie was fine when I watched it as a younger kid. So I didn't. I mean, I didn't think it was bad. Um, but I w- this was low on my list of things I was excited for, and mm-hmm. uh, needless to say, I was pleasantly surprised with it I, I think it was a lot of fun to watch had a good time with it um i don't well, think it's like great as a lot of people are saying i think it's good i think there's a lot of stuff holding it back for me for me to like really like be fully attached to this am i gonna watch the next one probably am i excited for the next one not really but as for me those are like my general thoughts mm-hmm. on it but i mean what did what did you uh what did you think about it uh well, honestly, you went through your general thoughts. I think we should just cut the episode here. I think that's a wrap, folks, is what I would say if I didn't have so much that I thought about this movie. This is going to be our longest episode. It will actually be double the length of the Avatar movie we're reviewing. Which for Each those episode that we do of the Avatar has to be double the length. Yep. Uh, of the previous episode, not the actual movie. So oh. the next one will be 12. Anyway, uh, this joke has gone on. Way longer than the episode will be <laughs> anyway <laughs> um uh in terms of excitement for avatar 2 uh it, i mean not really you know there are things that i'm excited for there are things i i don't watch things out of obligation be, like that's like whenever i see like professional movie reviewers or like professional film youtubers or whatever and i'm like man they got to watch that stuff out of obligation for their career not because they want to and um you know in doing this uh hopefully that's the the, the dream one day is to watch movies out of obligation but right. um for now that's not really something that i do and i'm fine with that but i i feel like the whole nation kind of had and the whole world kind of had this feeling of yeah we're probably going to watch the second one because like you don't just skip the sequel to the biggest movie of all time of course and um you know i originally like i said originally i wasn't too excited for it uh and until i heard a couple things one i heard that james cameron every time he was the studio came down with notes um he told them that he doesn't have to listen to them because Titanic paid for the buildings they work in. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But <laughs> that was interesting to me, that he didn't have to really pay attention to studio notes. And two, that the movie would have to make $2 billion to break even. That's another thing that's interesting to me. So um, if you take the large budgets of a studio movie and the unrestricted creative freedom of a low-budget movie, and you combine them, I think that's a pretty interesting thing, and I wanted to see what came out of it. So I was more excited about it in those parameters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and James Cameron is really good at what he does. Um, and what he does is spend a lot of money. <laughs> and and a lot of time. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it did surprise me, you know? I actually uh, was, you know, if it wasn't a recliner in the theater, I probably would have been on the edge of the seat. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I, I think you enjoyed this a lot more than I did. I think that's um, true. And I think it's my, I think I'm not going into what, you know, I have the issues with. We'll save that for, for a bit later, but I will say it's um when I, when I did mention, I don't think this is for me. I, I don't, maybe it was made for me. Maybe it wasn't Um, not me personally. 
but uh because i didn't get a for your consideration you know for the what did you think podcast but uh no i i i'm just i i don't know why i'm not into these movies i it has everything i should be into it has like the politics of the world has like the like fun amazing action sequences it's got beautiful cgi it's like what is there not to love and <clears throat> i think for me simply it is just its story i think its story is uh it's pretty average it's not a bad thing not a bad thing at all i just think that like i don't know it's not for me and then what i'm seeing like i, I wouldn't go see this more than once in the theater and then i go see and it's like already at 1.5 billion dollars right now like so people love this like people are crazy about this stuff and that's awesome i'm glad like that's for them but like i even thought it was weird when disney was building pandora at their animal kingdom uh park because i just thought like people like this movie i just thought it was like a cool movie i don't know i thought it was just like an instance of a director like i don't know making a deal with the devil to succeed on something that no one cares about right you know no but i mean pandora at disney is awesome i like that much better than the movies i mean uh that's not a bad thing it's an amusement park <laughs> but no that's um I, I guess my issue is uh, throughout watching the movie i was just having I, I i was wanting to be into this i was wanting as soon as the first minutes are being played. I want to be glued to that screen. And um, I was much more into this than Babylon because at least like with this movie, I'm not checking the clock every time seeing like, Oh, I got about this, this, this with Babylon. I'm checking it every 10 minutes. I was like, I was ready to go. I was not into it, but no, um, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm able to respect what this, like what James and his crew are doing with this. It's just, I, I'm not, I'm just not into it. I don't, and I don't know why. And I think it's just the L Ben moment here, but I don't know. I, I wanted to ask though, what do you like? What do you love? Like, what do you like about this? Uh, I've been thinking about that because on paper, it doesn't seem like my kind of thing. And it also doesn't seem like anything fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I, I wouldn't say there's necessarily anything. Uh, with a few exceptions there's nothing that really sticks out as bad in the movie but that doesn't automatically mean best thing ever right you can you can have a lot of average things um and stuff like that and you can still come out of being like yeah well none of it was bad but was it good and with this i would say yes but um what i'm trying to get at is that it's greater than the sum of its parts uh this movie is not carried on acting this movie is not carried on story this movie i wouldn't even say it's carried on visual effects even though that is incredible like it is mm -hmm. insane what they're able to accomplish with this and I, i've never seen like th there's been few movies i've seen where i've known immediately that's where that's like that's the oscar i thought that with brendan fraser uh, i used to think that with everything everywhere but i'm even i'm now questioning that but this movie like hands down is like the best vfx winner yeah. for sure uh, and because it deserves it like i'm not a stickler for vfx uh i didn't i don't really care unless it's absolutely terrible it doesn't bother me even like the she hulk cgi didn't even bother me and i know that was a big thing for a lot of people mm. but um when i but i can appreciate very good cgi and the thing that stuck in my mind for the longest time was thanos and infinity war he just seemed real like obviously he's not he's a big purple guy mm -hmm. with a wrinkly raisin chin but he seemed like a real thing that could actually exist that was actually interacting with other people on there right and up until avatar 2 nothing could really top that for me but now like i think they added that one human character just so they could just because they could like mm -hmm. you know <laughs> yeah um, well i i think i had a moment watching this uh where i was like this is like really neat like with i've seen we've seen visual effects in water we saw it in the first avatar and it was like great but mm -hmm. i think when people are jumping into the water and just like watch these like air bubbles form up on the top and or like that foam of water that you get when there's a lot of friction underneath the water that's something that like you mentally just like assume is there because we've seen it so many times in real life and mm -hmm. it's like see that in the movie and me not even second guess like this is like what i'm watching is like legit real you know okay and uh it's like several times i'm like that that is just like really neat 
and they make kind of like with infinity war they make the fake stuff look so like real that right. i don't even like second guess you know what i'm watching you right know what i mean you have to intentionally acknowledge it as cgi because your mm-hmm. brain doesn't look at it like that at first there was a very fun shot where i okay uh, uh, this is another conversation for later but i don't know the names of anything in this movie at all <laughs> or any i know jake and yeah. that's it uh so and, stick and together i also know yeah. spider that's it but uh-huh. um what they were trying to ride one of these water creatures okay and he gets on the back of jake does and he, and he wraps a thing of leather around his hand and he pulls it and to watch like the water react with the sunlight while being on the leather of the leather mm-hmm. stretching is like how much time and i mean that, like 13 years that shot was in the trailer the and right. it's underrated though like and that's the crazy thing right. i think like people are gonna say oh that's a great vfx shot my thing is like imagine going into work every single day and for like like possibly a year you're working on like one shot you know that's right. like your department you're just trying to make sure the leather stretches and looks real and tons of money goes into that stuff and honestly everyone that worked on this movie like deserves like an a plus like this is like mm-hmm. it is it is underrated and it's uh, admirable really yeah um you know that's actually a good uh, example and a good segue to a point that i want to make i feel like to myself i can compare this a lot to the lord of the ring stuff um because the the level of dedication that the lord of the rings people uh crews did for a lot of the practical stuff like there was an entire team who their only job throughout the entire trilogy was just to hand link chainmail armor and stuff like that. That's like crazy. that level of dedication for practical stuff has now given way for that level of dedication and digital stuff. Mm-hmm. And another thing that this shares with Lord of the Rings, at least for me, is um, it's one of the very few uh, fantasy worlds that is heavy on world building that I've actually like scene i i don't really go for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh i can respect it and i understand why people like it but stories that it takes so much preemptive world building there's a reason it works better in books and that's because if you're sitting down to read something you have to, like you are in the mindset to learn that kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. be enveloped in that world but right. with a movie you kind of there's less time to work with and you kind of have to get things going right and the thing is time you don't have a time limit when you're reading the book you know whereas with a movie it's like time is like you start getting to a three hour mark Uh that's like very scary you know what i mean you don't know like you're trusting from the beginning to like draw your audiences in because this is a three hour ride and you don't want to lose them halfway through right and i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no you're good like that's a good point i have the it book Stephen King's it on my desk over there and it's like it's huge, huge. yeah and you just have way more uh real estate for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and this is where Ben is about to if we were in person he would choke me the age that I watched Lord of the Rings I don't think I can fully appreciate it mm. I don't have the undying love for Lord of the Rings that literally everyone else in my life does mm-hmm. I like it I appreciate it from a technical perspective. I enjoy it. No, I'm not saying I don't like them. I do like the movies, but I don't have this overflowing love for the world building that everyone else seems to. Um, there was a watch party that me and my friends put on. Ben was there for the rings of power show. And I slept the whole time. Like that was also after the end of a long day, but I just don't have the love for the world that everyone else does that I can appreciate, but I can't really fall into but for some reason, I don't know how they do it, but in this Avatar 2, m- way more so than Avatar 1, Avatar 2 has a level of subtle world building that I actually thoroughly enjoy. Like, this is the first time I've sat down, except for maybe Harry Potter, but I can still give more props to Avatar 2 because they did it in two movies. And as far as I'm concerned, they did it in one. I didn't care about the world in the first one. This one got me to care about the world. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you go ahead no 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 I, I was just gonna like the more and more we're talking about it, it's like jogging my memory because i know we saw mm-hmm. it today you know <laughs> right uh but um 
one thing why I love Lord of the Rings is yes, it's world building, but to get more specific with the world itself is that it's like tribes, races, clans type thing. Okay. Where with the fellowship, we are introduced with just these hobbits. All right. As far as we know, it's only these hobbits, you know, they're short little guys, you know, they're fun. They live in holes in the ground. That's it. All right. What we know their landscape, it's kind of hilly. It's all greenery. Like no one wears shoes. We're so used to this. About an hour into the movie, we're introduced to this elf kingdom. They're very like royal, proper people, super tall. And what I love about this is that it is the di- like it is the differences in the world. These are the people that make up this whole th- well, this whole world. And right. these people behave differently. They act differently. They are like their demeanor is different. Their dialect is different. And uh, what I liked, what I saw glimpses of, I'm not comparing this to Lord of the Rings by any means, but when in Avatar 2, um, I, 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 this is not a spoiler, but they, um, we do see a different type of the, the, uh, the Avatar here. Um, uh, the, they're like yeah. a water tribe. That's and what I was getting at. Their yeah. dialect, their physical appearance is different. And that's when I started like, oh i dig this i dig this this mm-hmm. is nice this is nice and um like i said i'm not comparing it to lord of the rings but if avatar keeps on doing this i'm in all right i really am yeah if you're not willing to i will compare it to lord of the rings as someone who's willing to be on the chopping block for that mm-hmm. um when you, the way you describe the elves and all that stuff that is that i never really took that in through lord of the rings in avatar i was able to appreciate that to a fuller extent than i was in lord of the rings and i they definitely show less than lord of the rings does but uh for spoiler reasons i won't get into specifics but as you said we see different tribes in the avatar we also see different divisions of the humans um and there's actually a group of characters that i was surprised like when they were introduced and how they talk about their lives like this world i feel like you could have a very good D campaign in the in pandora and that's like the highest level of praise i can give if you have such a fully realized world where i think with obviously more expansion in terms of like actual specifics what's going on but looking at all the plant life looking at all the animals they they do spotlight a few species of animals but there's so much uh plant life and animals and tribes that we just don't get direct stuff going on and there's so many different divisions of the human presence in Pandora that we get glimpses of. And like, there's a whole world out there. They do make it feel like there's an entire world out there. And the reason I can appreciate that so much is because they don't bog down the movie with it, in my opinion. And they also make it, give it that real feeling. Something like Lord of the Rings, I don't think it gets bogged down. I just, I don't feel it as strongly as you know, yeah, and then and it's uh, okay to like be wrong yeah. with that. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, with the MCU, I'm the I'm a huge MCU geek, but all that extra there is, if you go searching for it, there is that level of detail in the Marvel universe MCU, but it's all found in the side stuff, the uh, pre Disney Plus TV shows. You get glimpses here and there in the TV shows that get the, de- I mean, in the movies that get developed through that. Um, but Avatar 2's ability to introduce, explain, explore, but keep the story going forward and show off a living world, I think is really impressive. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is. And I feel like also with this, if we have like the map of Pandora, like a video game where you kind of ex- like, everything is just like not filled out because you haven't explored it yet i would say they've like like it feels like there's only been like 10 percent that's been explored of this map right you know what i mean right and i'm excited to really see uh what goes on uh, but um do you have any like any th- final thoughts before we do jump into spoilers or um yeah i can just quickly summarize for the non-spoiler listeners what i think which is way better than i was expecting um it's well worth the three hours i would say and um i have a few complaints um my biggest one is a single character's acting performance i'm not the biggest fan of but 
in a three-hour movie, so much is going on and there's so much to enjoy that if the certain aspects that you don't care about, you can ignore and probably find something, multiple other things to like. Right. As for me, uh, I liked it. It was really good. Um, but and that's it. No, uh, <laughs> the things I disliked were um, going to the reason I didn't compare it to Lord of the Rings is that I think the writing is just like very average, like too average to really yeah. like capitalize on what they have here. And um, I feel like if they spent, you know, as much time on the VFX as they did on the writing, then this would be a different movie completely. This would be like so much better. But like for me, the only thing that's really holding it back is uh, the character, you know, you mentioned uh, just that. And then I think just story choices and it's yeah. writing. And I just like, yeah, I, I, I was disappointed with that. Um, other than that, though. If, uh, uh, I don't want to overextend the non-spoiler section, but I do think I need to specify I agree with that point where I most of my appreciation of this movie comes with the feeling you get of being in the world. Um, but it's a very similar feeling I got to when I watched uh, Smallville and when I watched Superman and Lois, which is I enjoyed those shows have pretty much two things going on. They have Superman and his family life, and then they have Superman and his superhero life. And I loved the Superman and his family life aspect of things. And I love seeing a super like huge person in a small town story and stuff like that. And then when he would go off and do his big Superman adventures, I would get upset, not upset, but I would be like, oh, okay, I got to sit through this to see the stuff I'm here for. If you flip that around, I'm interested in the big wide world of Avatar, but the stories they choose to focus on, I could be i would be more interested in a different story it felt like a rinse and repeat honestly of the first one um and that's all i can really say as far as like not spoiling things um but like simple stuff of like the villains motives and all around honestly the message uh but yeah um i think that's all i have i think we're just gonna go ahead and go yeah. into spoilers so ben Yes. Start off spoiler section with a spoiler of your choice. Huh. Actually, wow. after this tangent to let okay. spoiler-free people leave in time, um, you know, it's been a minute. We can talk slightly more about our uh, Oscar plans. Yeah. Um, this is not to be expected every year because hopefully, um, in future years we won't have to do this much cleanup. But the plan is to do an episode that has our uh, nomination predictions and uh, nomination reaction all together. Uh, we're going to, well, that was going to be two. We combine it into one. Uh, and then we are going to hopefully in a timely fashion, um, make episodes for every best picture nomination, which means in a worst case scenario world where none of the episodes we've already made have a best picture nominee, for every week until the Oscars, after the nominations are announced, we will be doing two episodes. Oh, that'd be terrible. Um, more likely than not, I think, and so does Ben, we've already got three of them. I think um, we've got more than three. I think we have Avatar. We've got The Whale. We've got The Fablemans. We've got Banshees. We've got... What else was there? Uh, <laughs> I think it. I don't think Avatar is getting best picture. But, oh, for sure it will. Um, the the other three is what we were thinking. So I don't, none of the other. I mean, Violent Night isn't getting no Oscars. I'll, oh, I'll tell are you, you sure? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Would it be nice if all the movies we covered got nominations and then we'd be set? Yeah. Especially next week's movie. That that will happen. Uh, and I'm, we're gonna. I'm gonna try my best and i'm not gonna say that uh on the podcast okay. uh, yeah <laughs> all right so spoiler free people have had time to leave uh now ben will actually lead us in with a spoiler um this is such a hard one you know because there's not like one deliberate like spoiler thing there definitely is the kid dies. Yeah, one of the kid died. One of the, one kid, of the, the kids oldest, brother, oldest son dies. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Well, let's talk about this movie. Oh yeah. Okay. So are there let's let Ben go first. I've been yeah. talking a lot. Are there any yeah, you have. any parts, anything you wanted to talk about on your mind that you could not? But now that spoilers are allowed, you have course. free reign. So I would like to go into more of my more of my issues. Okay. Okay. So uh like I said, and you may have heard me already say this with its uh with its writing. This is I, I mentioned it's a rinse and repeat. It quite like literally almost is. Um the villain is the exact same, and they explain it in a sense that either A just didn't make sense to me, or B literally said or or, or just used big words so that way no one could understand it. But I understood it perfectly. Essentially and from what I got from it. Well, what I got from it was that the general of the last movie died and they were mm-hmm. able to take and, and like in a preemptive like matter, like what the general did before he like went out there uh, just in case he died. He like somehow put something of it, like his own memory and like vials or something like that. And that way, if he were to die, he would be like reincarnated into an avatar with its, with his original memories. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Already off to a not so good start, in my opinion, of reusing the same exact villain. There, there's, and I mean, and movies have done it before. All right, we have Harry Potter with Voldemort. We have Star Wars with Darth Vader. You know, we uh, we have Lord of the Rings with uh, Saruman. So, you know, it's been done before. But in my like, I didn't see the general as like the biggest threat to begin with i didn't see him as a darth vader threat now granted i was only eight years old so i don't know maybe he was uh but whatever so like i said a rinse and repeat as far as like the villain goes and the the literally like i don't know this is where i kind of get a bit frustrated with it is because um they him and apparently some of his like seal team six or whatever died and got their memories put into their avatars and they go to a crash site that happened in the first movie well but like while this stuff is going on we are introduced to jake and his family his uh two uh biological sons um one of which which is the youngest one which is super like just dumb sometimes like gets his family (laughs) into trouble a lot and just doesn't learn (laughs) like Literally, they tell him to stay here and don't do anything, and he goes and does something. Uh, so, good job there. We have the oldest <laughs> son, which is, you know, he's wise. He's, like, a good son. He listens to his dad. He's, like, a good uh, fighter. We've got the youngest daughter. Or uh, one daughter? There's two, daughters. two well, daughters. Well, one biological daughter, one adopted daughter. Yeah. Uh, and then the youngest one was is good with water stuff that we find out later. <laughs> I don't know. No, the youngest one's just kind of there, honestly. Like the baby one, like the tiny oh, one. Oh, that's something. Not the okay. No, yeah. the adopted one. Wait, the adopted. Okay, so <laughs> which is the, the adopted? Do- I'll take over on the daughters. There's the younger daughter who's like oh five, and she's just kind of there to get in trouble, like not in like disciplinary trouble, but in like life threatening trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. So that the family has to keep going back places they really wouldn't otherwise. Okay. And then the other one, um, this is where it got confusing for me. Like I understood what they were saying, and it was it was intentionally confusing. The characters don't know what's going on either. But um, everyone who saw and remembered the first movie, and uh, the even more people who watched a recap on the way to the theater, um, <laughs> they would know that Sigourney Weaver's character died in the first one. And when she was dying, they tried to turn her into an avatar before she died to save her life. And it didn't work, but somehow it, that, it uh, that work, <laughs> that, that avatar body got pregnant and gave birth to their oldest adopted daughter, mm. who is also played by Sigourney Weaver which is why she sounds way older than she's supposed to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's, I was like, that's uncanny. No, it's yeah. not. It's just <laughs> same it's just actress. Her. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and then there's the talk of the town. The only like constant human in this movie uh, is spider. 
spider. He, he's adopted into this like Jake Soli's avatar family. Um, yeah. literally, his dad, as we know, the general, his dad is the general. Okay, he hates his dad for what his dad did. You know, I don't blame him. His dad was terrible. Was trying to you know kill this beautiful land. This guy, by that. the way, Spider is uh, the only human in the family. Everyone else is avatars. Yeah, everyone else is. But the man thinks he's a part of the team because he's like wearing <laughs> the same clothes as them. He's like trying to do the same parkour. He's even doing this like cringy like screech that they do, like this hiss <laughs> thing, and it is uh, it, like every single time I did it, I was like wanting to laugh audibly, but I, you know, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm watching this, and I, I was like, okay, whatever. It looks odd, you know, but it's fine. Uh, and then he delivers his Disney Channel line, and I'm like, Bro. oh yeah. And I, th- I don't even know what they were talking about. They were talking about like we don't know who the like. Uh, it was like the adopted girl goes, I don't know who my father is or something like that. And then he goes, <laughs> well, sometimes it's a good thing not to know who your father is. <laughs> and then they, just like the room is quiet when he says this. Everyone's just like staring at him. And they're like, hey, we didn't mean it like that. Or like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we find out. And uh, we're like, oh, who's his father? And then there's a scene of like the general and the, as the avatar sitting in the helicopter. Like, oh, okay. Well. That's cool. But Spider has possibly okay. This is where it's interesting. Cause I've I every single line he says, I always think his line to de- his line delivery is off. But since this is a, a almost 100 percent CGI movie, do you think he was with the actors? Or because I know they're in mocap suits. Is what I'm saying. Um, I think he was with them when he needed to be, but I'm sure he did his fair share of solo green screen room acting. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I could kind of notice a lot of that's that's my only like thing I can think of is like deal, with though. this with this huge budget movie, why and I am trying not to be offensive, uh, offensive to uh offensive, offensive to uh this actor. Um, but I, it really does seem like he was the only like actor there acting. And as a result, it's just not natural at all. Yeah. I, I that, don't know. What I was, that, that excuse, or I don't know if I would say excuse, that explanation of maybe it feels less natural because there he's just by himself in a green room. That's understandable, but everyone in this movie, I'm sure had plenty of scenes like that and they Absolutely. all do fine. Um, I will say though, I think I was just looking on his IMDb. I was wondering maybe he like was a baby in the first one and they thought it'd be cool to bring him back or something. I know why they hired him. The actor, Jack Champion, he is the, the cheat code and to get the highest grossing movie of all time. Because guess what his uh, previous role was? What is it? He was kid on bike in Avengers Endgame. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes it all makes I bet sense. he has like some secret like he gets ten percent cut of every movie, <laughs> and uh, he's like a complete like jerk to James Cameron. He's like, I need ten percent of this movie now or whatever. <laughs> so okay, okay, we need you, we need you. <laughs> no, um, that is hilarious. Kid on bike, kid on when bike. I'm, I'm thinking that's when Ant Man meets up with him, and he's like, "What happened here?" And, and then he drives away, like Ant Man. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that is him. Yeah, when he's yeah. In, when he's at like his house uh-huh whoa you're right yeah well yeah oh we go way back um, <laughs> me and kid on bike. filmography there me and kid on bike go way back no um uh well that's yeah. amazing no, um, um, but to get back on topic yeah you are right he's the worst actor in the movie somehow the writers gave him the worst lines in the movie but if that wasn't bad enough he makes the worst decisions in the movie and this is what i'm talking about cameron this was like we uh, this whole movie is like i hate my father i hate my father for what he did and essentially just backstabs his family repeatedly repeatedly backstabs this world he backstabs his family and front stabs other people's families yes uh theoretically i mean i mean uh what's the word metaphorically there we go straight up is like becomes like the second biggest villain in the movie like 
ironically, because it, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that he, uh, he is not a threat at all. <laughs> like, I, like I've not fought once in my life. I feel like I could take spider. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He has like, he has no threatening qualities. The man wears a diaper and that's it, you know? <laughs> and he then is like, just becomes a translator and just he, like, he not only does he train, does he? Okay. So to kind of get some context for, people who haven't seen it but stayed anyway um jake sully and his family move away from their home tribe in the forest uh to the water tribe because the the military is hunting him down and they don't want to endanger people and somehow along the way spider gets home alone and he is uh picked up by the general and uh so that's why he's with he's with the villains and what i that is a really interesting thing that's an interesting starting point for a premise an interesting situation to be in and instead of like exploring any of that for longer than like 20 minutes uh there's one scene where he gets tortured and doesn't give anything up but then every other scene in the movie he's teaching his dad how to uh fly He's teaching his dad how to interact with the world. He's uh, translating for people and he's helping them burn down villages. He's just watching them. And it's like, and he's, oh, sorry about that, guys. Like, the guy has no backbone at all. He's watching them kill whales and like extract. Also, they dropped some like lore bomb here that I'm sure is going to be like played into the other movies on like some liquid that comes from these giant whales is made into something that doesn't let humans age so like uh i I don't think that's like a lore bomb for future movies i think that's just them having the MacGuffin of the unobtainium from the first one and the water (laughs) okay okay. yeah yeah well i'll get back to that scene in a little bit because i mm -hmm. did have a problem with that scene so i i don't really want to jump ahead but i need since we are talking about spider um i do want to mention the end this final choice of the movie the worst um, thing ever through a series of events there's of course this big battle which is amazing it, like the best part of the movie it's so awesome to watch okay mm-hmm. we have this like amazing scene with like zoe saldana uh you know putting a knife up to his throat i thought she killed him apparently she unlethally slit his throat she slit his chest oh it was his chest okay yeah um well you know uh, that like everything was super intense Long story short, there's a fight between Jake and the general. The general goes down and drowns, and you know there's some like intense stuff that happens. Uh, the whole movie, like I said, he hates his father. He hates the general. He has grown up and been adopted by Jake and his family. He then decides, at the end of the movie, to secretly swim down, somehow hoist a giant avatar, and bring them back up above water. And like resuscitate him back to life. Okay. There's so, so much wrong with this. First things first, man, like probably wanted to kill his father at the beginning of the movie has a change of heart. I don't know what decided to change his mind. Maybe he liked how he was burning down the tribes. He's like, you know what? My dad's a good guy secretly, or I don't know. And this whole movie, his, his dad's not even accepting him as a kid. He's like, I'm not your real dad and everything. Cause he's so, not. He's been, <laughs> he's been mistreating this kid. Spider has no reason to do this, but then secretly decides to save his dad, his fake dad's life. And his dad's like, son, come with me. And he goes, <laughs> and then jumps yeah. back in the water and swims he, away. Now, my mom, she cracked the code. They obviously did that according to her, and I agree with her. And I think everyone, I'm sure this is intended. He That was him showing himself and the audience he's not like his father he's not just gonna kill people leave people to die sure here's the thing thematically whatever in the universe no okay you can save other people yeah like jake sully and they he kills people he's the one who put the general in that situation are you saying that the general's just as i mean the jake sully's just at the end of the day it's war bro yeah and you know what there were so many random scientists that like uh not to get too tangential but they're the the group of scientists that they that is helping the general attack them they are not like soldiers they were uh fishermen and uh biologists right and 
I'm sure not every one of those scientists wants to burn down the villages. They're right. just like, so go save some technicians. Go save a lab coat. Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah. Go save some of the avatars who died in the fight. You know? Okay. And and devil's advocate here. Okay. Say, all right, he saves his dad. He's not like his dad. He's going to be better than that. He's going to be the bigger person. All right. Tell Jake. Yeah. Tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. This is hey. a secret. And what's going to happen in the next movie? Write this down, everybody. All right. <laughs> this is recorded. We're going to come back to this in two years. Okay. He's going to be like, <laughs> Some freaking thing's gonna happen. I don't know where <laughs> the humans are gonna come back, wipe out their whole village wherever they're staying at in this movie, and then Jake's gonna be like, General, how are you alive? He's like, Oh, my son didn't tell you. He saved my life. <laughs> and then there's gonna be some like Jake's gonna want to kill Spider, and then some uh, one of the civilians will be like, No, Dad, you can't can't be like him. What's oh, gonna happen what's is what's gonna happen is the the next movie the general's just going to do the same thing he did in the other two movies he's just going to carve giant craters into into pandora looking for jake sully and then when jake and then when they the the sully family sees the general they're all going to cross their arms and look at spider be like spider spider did you do that <laughs> and then spider's going to go like oops and it's going <laughs> to freeze frame and that's going to lead into avatar 4 <laughs> no uh, um yeah spider is the worst actor and the worst like written character in this whole movie um i promise everything besides that i guess we're making it sound like it's bad and that's because it is in my opinion i think it's like a legitimate and this is where my frustrations like come into play with its role building is like you have the utensils and you have like you have all of like everything here for you to make a masterpiece but then you have your Disney Channel's writers writing this. It's like, I, I don't understand this. It's like, you're, you're really, are you just focusing on making a pretty movie and just don't really care about what the story and this message is? Or are you wanting to make something like truly spectacular? Unless James Cameron thinks this is, unless this is a part of his big plan. I just like, I, I feel like this is such a way, like $2 billion to be profit. Uh, that's what you need. And you're giving us something that Jake Paul could have written. You know what I mean? It's like it's so out of place because of how high the standard has been set by everything else in the movie. Uh, I would have expected something like this from like Violent Night, you know, mm-hmm. from like a low budget, like from 15, 15, our next dollar, episode. $15 million movie. Our next episode is perfect. Like this is something I would expect with this that I would excuse. That'd be like, I expect this because I know what this is you know what i mean right not something like this like and the, and this is my issue with the mcu as well it's like they're 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 doing a bunch of this like kid not even kiddish just like stupid like stupid stuff like terrible like immature writing from a billion dollar organization you know right. that it, i don't know and maybe maybe we're the only ones that think this way i don't think we are but no, um, definitely i don't think we are at all no, and I don't know. But, I mean, I, I know we've talked a lot of negatives. Do you do want to mention some positives that are some spoilers? Um, like, I would love to mention some positives. But I do have a few more complaints that we haven't Oh, let's yet. go into it. Yeah. Uh, I think we should just dogpile all the negatives and then wrap it up in a nice positive note. Well, and on a high note. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, as as I've said, I do thoroughly enjoy this movie. I would watch it again even at its length. Um, but I have two more negatives that, that jump out to me. One, and they're both way less than Spider. Spider is by far the worst part of the movie. And that's we've said enough about that. But the first one, which is the one that impacts me the least, um, the scene about the fluid that Ben was talking about that, that halts human aging, I understand the necessity of that in both plot and thematic uh for both plot and thematic reasons that's fine i honestly don't have a problem with that it's interesting the way they explain it is the most on the nose heavy-handed way possible they're they're supposed to be a my dad told me this it's not like my parents just explained movies to me i, I picked up on this too we just have conversations okay um but i write I'm him a giving script credit. before every episode and... <laughs> i'm just giving credit or credit's due but my dad 
uh, was talking about how it's supposed to show the dichotomy between hunters and scientists uh, because the the general commandeers this uh, fishing boat essentially that um, uh, catches and harvests these whale creatures and um, when the harvest the the harvester the hunter they catch it in like the most violent way possible and then they they like like lay it out all mangled and stuff and then they stick a drill in its skull and like they're going up in its brain and sucking out its juices and then the scientist guy is like yeah these guys actually they're proportionate to humans they're way smarter more intelligent they have their own language they can feel pain emotion they actually have mathematics and they are probably more intelligent than human beings you got spiders standing mm. there like <laughs> cool <laughs> and then like and they're just like like have like like slapping you across the face over and over hey it's probably bad that these guys are killing these whales and sure you know yeah i don't right. like poachers either don't kill elephants for tusks or whatever you know right um, unless you want, I get. I mean, if you're, if, if we're not going to tell you what, yeah, to we're do. not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> um, uh. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Try not to though. Um, but like, <laughs> try not to. It's just the way the way they explain it could have been done a lot better, uh, in a lot less like, uh, you know, obvious, right? Um, because it it comes across as disingenuous, and it comes across like if you want me to care about this. It's not that I shouldn't and that I don't. You just got to do it in a, in a less that way. It's also treating us like we're little kids. Right. Like, the exposition and like explaining everything you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we're we're big kids. We can understand what right. this movie is trying to do. I, I had to be 13 to watch this movie as of the rating. So, you know. But like don't don't treat us <laughs> like we don't know what we're watching. It's like right. I don't you don't need to tell me any of that stuff for me to realize like what cuz before this, we do have a great scene of one of the sons connecting with one of these whales. And that's an awesome scene. You know, I'm, I was more emotionally connected with that, like with the whale creatures after seeing that you don't need to tell me that these things have feelings. They feel pain. They're super smart. I already knew from watching the previous scene, right? That I should be upset. And I was upset with them killing them because they already show them talking to people and exactly. they have, they have this whole scene about uh, like the, the, the connection the whales have to the avatars and how it's like familial bonds and like uh, this whale and this avatar, like synced up pregnancies so they could be mothers together. And like that got all those points across. And yes. then they're just like, just in case they didn't realize, we should probably list off all the human-like attributes these whales have <laughs> right? It's while like, we're killing them in front of you. <laughs> like, I, I am well aware. The whole... <laughs> and this whole scene was like... Even the, the killing of the scene was like well done, you know? It was gruesome. It was yeah. frustrating to watch because there was a little kid whale there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... That was that was brutal, man. Like yeah. When you piece it together that the baby whale didn't get hunted, it just waited for its mom to wake up and died sitting there. Yeah, that's sad. And I mean, like that was well done. And yeah. just don't whale? baby us. Done. Brendan Fraser. And I thought that was a bit on the nose when <laughs> Brendan Fraser comes out of the whale. <laughs> like, guys, it's the way he's like, he's like, people are amazing. <laughs> are amazing yeah um yeah first person to get nominated for best actor at the same role in two different movies that's crazy <laughs> role in, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so impressive so yeah. impressive. um so yeah that but that's one scene and like i said they do get those emotional points across and one of the whales has a really interesting arc even about guilt and uh, isolation and like it's there like that one scene is on the nose but everything else with the whales is really well done i enjoyed it a lot my other huge complaint is i think that the mother zo saldani saldana was heavily underutilized absolutely i'm she's, way she's more average, interested like, in her as a character than jake sully and she is every, more and she is the more inhumane of the two all right mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh because she's she's more like the hunter 
or you know what I mean? She's more like used to her avatar skills. And Jake solely obviously has like this military background. He's more like formatic with how he's handling stuff. And she is more like that, like murder hobo in a sense to like, just kill, kill, right. kill. And but I that, love she's this native uh, Pandora, native Navi. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, I love their relationship with it. I like how they feed off of each other, but Zoe Saldana probably has like five words per like 40 minutes and i kid I, you not she like barely talks in this movie and the final scene with her and spider was one of the great. best scenes in the movie yeah i i just wish that jake and and her i'm not saying take jake out of the movie although i think you could do that and still have a great movie mm-hmm. i'm just saying i wish they were more of a unit than it because like 99 of her scenes is her reacting to something and then jake going come don't, on I'll no, handle don't this. do that don't, don't do, do that. that and then yeah it's really uh what's it called it's really uh, I don't remember the word, so we'll just say cool. When um, it's satisfying when she finally gets to let loose. She has a great fight scene. She has a great animalistic uh, presence about her, but also like a motherly kind of, you know, care for her children. And like the way she expresses that and the way she's able, like her, you know, all that stuff. Great. Yeah. And then when you're watching this happen, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Why wasn't this in the other where, three hours? Where was this for the yeah. rest of the movie? Like, it was so good. Yeah, it was such yeah. a good scene. And that's because also with her. Anyone who she, hurts she's a wild is a friend card. of mine. <laughs> she is a wild card in the movie. We don't know what she's going to do. She's very reactive. Mm-hmm. She cares about her family, number one. You mess with her family, you're going to get, you know, whatever. Okay, you're going to get hit by her type thing. And I legitimately thought, I was like, is Spider going to die here? I didn't know what his fate was going to be when he yeah. was under her knife. If it was Jake. I knew exactly what his motives are. If it was the son, I know what his motives are. If it was this out of the other, I know what their motives are. But with her, I have no clue what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it was just a great, great sequence overall. And it, it would have just, it would have been nice to see more of an actual like interaction between Jake. Like if, even if there was like a pushback between Jake and her, if there was more conversations and arguments or even just discussions about, Hey, we should handle things this way, or no, we should handle things this way. Oh, I'm looking out for the family. Jake Sully being the chieftain. Oh, I'm being, he's looking at it from a more political, methodical, respectful kind of way. She's the more, uh, well, these are my kids. I'm going to protect them, whatever it takes, kind of thing. Uh, this is my home. I'm going to protect it, whatever. Like they each have interesting ideas. They each have their own ways of handling things. And to see them work together through that would have been way more interesting than just Jake essentially brushing her off until the last 20 minutes yeah yeah i mean it almost seems out of character how passive she is throughout it because she just takes it right no and she does but i don't know that's the movie we were given yeah i don't know we'll see what happens in the next one um as we're winding things down there's been a lot of negative stuff going on so let's just remind our viewers out there and our listeners we liked this movie I did. I really liked it. No, we did. Yeah. Like, and that's it. Uh, you're not going to get uh, the best narrative, but it's not a bad story. Um, in, like I said, fantastic world building. I would love to see a series of documentaries that take place in this universe. Like, I think that would be awesome because I, whenever I'm watching the people just living their lives, you know, the whole, like, I was more interested in the family learning how to acclimate themselves into the new tribe than I was any of the like espionage or like uh, military stuff, you know? And yeah. the, it's just, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. They really get you to feel for the characters. This movie is really good at uh, getting you to hate the villains. Um, yeah. And fantastic action. Uh, it doesn't, I don't, th- I wasn't bored throughout it at all. And for a three-hour movie that's really saying something, I don't feel like any of the time was wasted. And I do think that it does a good job setting up the whole movie, understanding that it's been 12 years since the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you said it all. I, I mean, I agree 100% with you. I think this is just one of the more visually stunning movies. I mean, you know what I mean? Just watch it for that reason alone. I'm being serious. It is just, and you're going to have fun watching this. I will say like, it is a good movie. You don't need to like 
understand film in order to right. love it. No, it's is it pretentious? I mean, not no. really. And the and the behind the scenes stuff, yeah, with like it taking the thirteen years. And I know James James Cameron makes a lot of comments that can be perceived that way, but like I, I didn't like see watching it. Didn't feel like anything was like going on behind the scenes, like messing with this movie as like, right. don't worry, darling has, you know? Um, but I don't know why I would bring up that movie when we're talking about a completely <laughs> different movie, but no, I don't have anything else. Cameron, do you No. And for my audio listeners, I just shook my head. No. Um, I, I uh, if you want to learn more about avatar, Go somewhere else. I don't know. This is the only watch a movie. Watch the two movies. Uh, This is the only episode we're doing on it till the next one. So (laughs) I don't know why you're you're like go leave. Yeah. Um. Uh, I hope you stick around for 2023. We got a lot of a lot of exciting things lined up. Uh, looking at the slate of things coming out this year, um, we're gonna review our first TV shows this year. We're gonna uh have. Uh, some old guests return. Some new guests make their appearance. Uh, I was gonna say we have the last of a show coming up this Sunday. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, me and Ben are gonna decide later how we're gonna tackle that. I, I uh, feel like we're gonna have a hard time waiting for the whole show to come out, but I w- I think it, we should definitely. I'm excited. Um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so. Sivako. That's what they say when they when they ride the avatar the the Ikrons. Just, just uh your your Pandora effect. The, okay. 